0: If you're dreaming, God is speaking. And what better way to learn to interpret your dreams than the Breathing Underwater membership? This is a monthly subscription mentorship where you will have access to monthly live Zoom calls where we do live interpretations and learn to hone our skills together in community. You will also have access to a private Facebook group with weekly video teachings, and there's more. You will also have a one-on-one 60-minute coaching call with me every month, and all for less than the price of a single coaching session, because it is my heart to walk alongside you and see you grow into all that God has for you. So sign up today, join the community. We would love to see you there. We were designed to hunger for the deep things of God, to thrive on faith and wonder, to seek out divine wisdom that defies human logic. We were designed to unlock the mysteries of God. This is Breathing Underwater. Hello, my name is Margo and I am the host of Breathing Underwater, apparently the rhyming host. I did not mean to just rhyme Heyo and Margo just there, but I'm not mad about it. I kind of like rhyming. If this is your first time to the show, I'm so glad you're here. Yes, I'm kind of quirky and weird. Welcome. We like it that way. And if you are returning, then you already know I'm kind of quirky and weird. And we talk about quirky and weird stuff on this podcast. So I hope you like that because you're in the right place. (laughs) Today is episode 20 and we are going to do something a little different today. I am going to bring you one of my personal dreams that I had a few months ago and I'm going to read it to you front to back, and then I'm going to interpret it for you. I have already gotten the interpretation, but I want to actually walk through the steps with you and how I got to what I got to. And through that, I want to share with you the revelation that God gave me through this dream because it's been uh, really timely and new and something that I'm still working out and still chewing on, but feels weighty and right. And I think that uh, you're going you're gonna to really benefit from it. I think there's a lot of value in what he's been teaching me in this. And that's something that God does in our dreams is he reveals to us what he's doing. He reveals to us where we're going. He reveals to us what's going on in our hearts, but he also teaches us truths about the spirit and he guides us and he will sometimes reveal our own hearts and lenses and postures to us, which he definitely did in this dream. So before I get too much into that, I am going to give you the meaning of the number 20. I don't know why I just did that with a random Russian accent. I'm feeling a little bit saucy today. But 20 has a couple different interpretations, but I actually think that they overlay pretty well. And the first one is, of course... Pretty appropriate to where we're going today. Actually, I would say both of them are. But the first one is 20 representing waiting and expectancy. Some sources say the completion of a waiting cycle, which, yes, please, can it be that? It also means holy in the way of being tried and approved. So something that's refined, essentially, and being proved holy by being tried and going through the fire, which if we're going to be honest, waiting can feel like that, especially waiting with expectancy can feel that way at times. Can I get an amen? Amen, Margo. Thanks, guys. I could just feel you there. So before I jump into my dream, I'm going to give you a little bit of the target of where we're going today. And that is the topic of disappointment. This is something that's been on my, my mind and in my spirit for some months now. And starting season two, talking about the promises of God and really delving into that, you kind of have to talk about disappointment if you're talking about the promises of God. If you have been alive for any period of time, you have experienced disappointment. And if you've been carrying a promise from God or trusting him for something, chances are you have experienced disappointment in this walk with God. And it's important that we don't lie about it and we don't hide it, but that we also don't give it too much weight. However, this has been something I've wrestled with a long time. And so I'm just really looking forward to sharing with you the meat of what was revealed to me through this dream. So without further ado, here comes my dream. I am here with my guest today, Margot Lindsay Nelson. We are going to be doing an interpretation of one of her dreams. Margot, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Why, thank you, Margot. Hi, my name is Margot, and I have this really cool dream I want to share with you today. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. (sighs) Okay, I told you, I'm feeling really saucy today. I don't know. I've been alone in this room way too long, (laughs) Okay, for reals. Here is my dream. So I am going to read it front to back and then I'm going to answer the questions I would normally ask people. And I'm going to go through some of the symbols in here and I'm going to give you the interpretation of the dream and we're going to teach from there. So I really think this is going to reverberate in some of your spirits. Just stay open. Just keep your heart open. Even though we're talking about disappointment, it can be easy to want to uh, cover up or tighten up or protect that space, but let's just open and see what Holy Spirit wants to do. Okay, great. So I had this dream on the seventeenth of March this year, which is St. Patrick's Day, and this date matters to me because this is a date that's kind of loaded for me. Seven years ago on that day, God did something. pretty big, pretty powerful, spoke something to me and moved in my life in a way that has honestly marked me since then. So this, this day comes around every year and it's weighty. So the fact that I had this dream that morning is interesting. I have named this dream, Don't Eat the Eggshells. And the primary emotions were positive. I would say they were positive. So I really do believe this was a God dream. Okay. Here we go. So in this dream, I was sitting on top of a bed with a man. We were sitting there cross-legged talking and we were in some kind of Winnebago or van or something sitting on this bed and we were getting to know each other, dating. Like we were, we knew each other, but we were getting to know each other any even more. And he was really, really sweet. A really good man. He wanted to show me this video on his phone that meant a lot to him and I knew it meant a lot to him and I was into it what he was showing me but it felt like it was really um, something he was excited about and the video he was showing me was a video of Rick Steves and his wife sitting at a table in a restaurant I think she had red lipstick or something red about her. Red hair, red lipstick, red outfit. I don't actually remember now. I just put in my notes, red lipstick, question um, mark. But they were there telling a story about some places that they had traveled. They were talking about London and Canada and something random like Oklahoma. We were sitting on the bed and we were watching this. But while we were watching this, I was eating eggshells. I was just like shoving them in my mouth. I can actually still taste it right now and like feel the texture of that. I was eating them. Like there was a pile of them on the bed in front of me, like a bunch of eggs had, had broken and they needed to be cleaned up. So I was eating them. At one point, this man actually picked one up and ate one too. And I remember going, oh, that's so sweet. He really loves me. He ate one of my eggshells. And he was like, yeah, I really do love you. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then we went back to watching the video. That is the dream. So I'm going to ask myself the questions. Who or what is this dream about? So if I were mostly observing this whole thing happen from afar, then it would likely not be about me. But since I was in it, and I was interacting in it, it was definitely about me. It's definitely about me. What area of my life do I think that this is about? Well, once I looked up the interpretation for eggshells, because I didn't have that one right away, I had to, I had to Search for it a little bit, but once I got the one that resonated, I realized, oh, this is about the area of my promises and about my love life and these things that I've been trusting God for. So what are the key symbols that stood out? There are a lot of symbols in here, but I would say the ones that really matter were the guy, the eggshells, the video, and who was on the video. And I would say probably the bed and the Winnebago were important, okay? So let's start with the eggshells because I think that's what actually cracked this whole thing open. No pun intended. (laughs) Oh, man, I'm on fire today. Help me, Jesus. Okay. Uh, So let's start with the (laughs) eggshells. I just cracked myself up. Okay. So the eggshells, what do the eggshells represent? Well, I looked through different books and I sat with the Holy Spirit and nothing was really resonating with me until I found the definition being empty or broken promises. There it is. And it makes sense because eggs oftentimes represent something new or a promise. And so the fact that these shells were just the shells and they were broken is speaking to empty promises or broken promises. And I knew he was going after that and the disappointment around that. So here's this pile of broken promises, of empty promises that's sitting in front of me. And I feel the need to eat them. So there's that. Then the next symbol that really stood out to me was the guy on the bed. And I recognized pretty quickly, I think he's representing Jesus. I think this is speaking about our intimacy and about our, our growing in relationship. We're sitting on top of a bed And beds oftentimes represent agreement or intimacy. It can also represent rest, but thoughts and meditation, those things resonate with this one, that we were sharing this agreement, that Jesus and I are in agreement, we are in intimacy, we're in relationship. And this is speaking about the thoughts and the meditations of my mind and of my heart. The next thing I wanna point out is Rick Steves and his wife who were on this video on his phone. If you don't know who Rick Steves is, he is pretty much the American authority on European travel. He has written books and done videos. I think he might've even had a TV show at one point talking about basically tourism in Europe, but doing it in a non-touristy way. So he knows all the like local spots and he will basically guide you as you're traveling through Europe. I had backpacked Europe years ago and had his books and read his things. So He and his wife, I think on there, represent like travel and adventure and things that I actually really love and feel called to. And actually, I'm going to give you kind of my first time going through the interpretation of this dream. I had one layer of it that came up really quickly that actually wasn't the true interpretation, but it revealed something in my heart that I really needed to see. So I've been sitting with this dream for months now. And I just revisited it again the other day. And when I first sat with it, here is Jesus with this video of travel and something that he's really excited about. And here I am with this pile of broken promises, essentially. And I feel the need to eat them. But I also feel the need to be excited about what he's showing me. And so I'm being excited for him, but I'm eating these eggshells. And what does it mean to eat something? Have you ever heard the term like, Oh, you're just gonna have to eat that one. Oh, I invested in this thing, but it didn't come through. So I'm just gonna have to eat the loss. You know, that thing. It's basically I'm absorbing these losses. I'm I'm just gonna have to eat it because there's nothing that can be done about it. And the fact that I felt like it needed to be cleaned up was even more like, okay, you're not cleaning this up, Jesus. And the people who Did these things aren't cleaning it up? So obviously I need to clean it up. And you're over here being focused on how fun it will be to travel Europe and do these other things where I'm going, I don't actually care about that. I care about all of these other things, these these things that have been broken and these things that are had of that have been proven empty that I'm still waiting for. I can't just jump over that and get excited about going and traveling Europe. This was the first thing that popped through my mind. And what I realized in that was, oh. I actually have this lens of God where it's similar to my experience with past relationships where there would be things that they said they were going to do and they wouldn't or there would be expectations put on something that were like drastically dropped but there was never any responsibility taken or admittance to that. It was just kind of this pile of stuff that nobody took responsibility for and the expectation was, well, but I want to do this now. So just be quiet about that and keep me happy by caring about the things I, caring about the things I care about. And especially in those older relationships, this is a little vulnerable, but I'm just going to tell you, I have nothing to hide here, that I would stay in these relationships because I, I just wanted, I just needed that connection. I just needed that false intimacy so much that I just was like, okay, well, All of the damage that this relationship is actually doing to me, I'll just eat that. I'll just absorb that. And I'll just play happy and be really interested in all the things that you're interested in so that we are keeping the peace, so that we are still in intimacy. That is not a relationship. That is not okay. And I did that for a lot of years. It's been many years, many, many years for me now. I've walked through a lot of healing and I'm in a different season. But I recognized my first time through Just kind of a first swipe at this interpretation is I recognize that lens in my own mind that I think that about Jesus. I believe that He's looking at this pile being like, eh, who cares about that? Let's just move on and do something fun. But that is just not Jesus. (laughs) That's just not Him. Even though that wasn't the interpretation, it was so beautiful that I actually got to see that. God really cares, (laughs) He really cares about the promises that have been broken or the the promises that are empty or the people that have caused loss and injustice that have created this pile of disappointment in your life, that matters immensely to him. He does not want you to just eat that loss. He doesn't want us to just absorb that. And I think it can be easy, especially for certain personalities or people with experiences, certain experiences and relationships, me being one of them, especially when those who are actually responsible for those things aren't taking the responsibility, it's almost easier to take the responsibility on ourselves, to actually take it in, to absorb it, just so it goes away, just so it's not hanging there without anybody taking responsibility for it. I know myself in moments, I'm like, I I would actually just love to know that I'm wrong in this so that I can take full responsibility for it and that will be all tied up and I can move forward. Because then there's at least something I can do about it, right? But when what's happening is out of my control, it isn't something I can be responsible for. I can't just take it on. It's waiting for someone else to move in or take responsibility for it. That is so much more frustrating. So I would rather just, even if it's not mine, just take it on to move along so that I can move on with my life. But this is what God was highlighting in this dream in my, in my heart we're not, we're not doing that. So the second time through, or maybe this was the third time through really sitting with this dream the the true interpretation came and I brought it to my dream club. Uh huh. And a couple of the women there really helped me get to the bottom of it. And I knew I needed their help. I'm like, I've got a blind spot here. I kind of can't see totally what God is wanting to show me in this. It doesn't feel complete. And the most beautiful thing came out of that time the most beautiful truth that has really settled me. And of course, you know, Jesus showing me this video of Rick Steves and his wife being European travelers. I I didn't even, it didn't even occur to me that he might be actually pointing to my promise there because he has promised me marriage and family and Europe and travel in Europe and ministry in Europe. I actually think I'm going to live there at some point. And so that's something that, Is really sacred to me, but I immediately just kind of got this lens of, oh, he wants me to get excited and get over all this disappointment. And, uh, he's probably just trying to distract me, which was a lens. But what was actually happening is Jesus is showing me, no, this is your promise. This is your life. This is where I'm taking you. I'm actually really excited about this, Margo. You don't need to eat those eggshells in order for this to happen. I want you to know that I'm leading you here, that I'm excited about this. The fact that we were in a Winnebago, one of my friends pointed out, like you're in a moving vehicle. You're already in route, which is totally true. It just didn't occur to me in the moment. And the thing with the eggshells, this is where I started to really go to him and say, yeah, but what about all this pile here? You're showing me this promise for my future that I think is closer than I know. And I've just been believing for it so long, but I don't know how to keep focusing on that when there's this pile of pain and disappointment and loss and things not coming to fruition from the past. It feels like they're actually conflicting with what you're asking me to believe and continuing to believe. And he corrected me. said, no, no, they're not conflicting, actually. Don't eat those. That pile needs to stay there for a couple of reasons. And the first reason I feel like he revealed to me was that those injustices actually need to be witnessed. Don't just put them under the rug. Don't just clean them up. There's actually a witness of some sort happening in the spirit by me not taking on what is not mine to take on. Uh, Even like a legal thing in the spirit realm by leaving those there, they're actually a witness to the injustices and the losses that I've experienced. But then also one of my very bright prophetic friends pointed out, you know, eggshells, one of the main things they're used for outside of giving us eggs is they're used in fertilizer and compost. They actually fertilize because of the nutrients and how rich they are. They actually fertilize plants. And so God is actually showing me that these disappointments this pile of injustice and disappointments that i so dearly want to clean up are actually fertilizing the soil of my promise they're actually fertilizing my heart leaving them there is actually enriching in some way the promise that he wants to fulfill now listen i don't i don't totally get this cognitively but i resonate with this in my heart that he's saying, we don't want to clean that up because they actually have a purpose in being a witness to what has happened to you, but they also are fertilizing what I'm doing. And as I thought more about fertilizer, I I realized, yeah, you know, plants don't actually need fertilizer to grow. Really what you need is seed and soil and water and sun, right? But if you add fertilizer, it's like this bonus. It, It strengthens it. It will double the size of certain plants. It really enriches the strength and the breadth and the longevity of a plant. And isn't that just like God? I mean, Scripture talks about him giving a double portion blessing and giving double honor for shame. And like Job received double what he lost. That is God's economy. And so even in this, it's like these these wrong things that have happened that I have experienced and the sadness I've experienced, these broken hopes that I had actually invested time and thought into and trust. He doesn't want to just cover those up. He doesn't want those to be eaten. He doesn't want those to just go away. They actually have a lot of value. And they're speaking as a witness to the spirit realm about what has happened as well as, as they As they rest there and decompose, they're actually going to be a part of the justice cycle that is going to bring the fulfillment of the promise with interest for what was lost. Just like God says in Joel, he says, I will restore the years that the locust has eaten and I will add to it. He doesn't just give back. He adds and multiplies. So this dream that seemed kind of silly in its symbolism at first, like, oh, I'm eating eggshells. I'm in a Winnebago. What in the heck is Rick Steves doing here? It's actually a really personal message that Jesus used to show me, this is how you think about me, but this isn't actually who I am. I'm really excited about your promise don't take that stuff on. It's not yours. Leave it there. Let me deal with it. I'm actually going to use it to fertilize the promises that I'm giving you. It actually has to coexist right now with with you believing for this promise. And the fact that he ate an eggshell (laughs) just to show me how much he loved me in that dream. That is how emotionally involved God is in our life that just to attune to us, just so that we know we're not alone in things, he will enter in to our situation. Even in that moment where eating the eggshells wasn't the right thing to do. It wasn't what he wanted me to do. It's not mine to eat. He did it with me just to show me like, I'm with you. I'm with you in this. I see that you're taking this on. I'm experiencing what this feels like, but this isn't yours to eat. Of course, there are other symbols and different things in the dream. Some of them, I don't actually know what they mean yet. Like I I looked some things up about Canada and London. I have an ongoing thing with London, which I definitely think is literal, but there's something symbolic about London and the way God uses London in my dreams that I have not gotten to the bottom of yet. So I'll share more with that when I get it. If any of you have an idea about that, please send it my way. Um, like what does Canada represent? What does London represent? What is the whole thing with Oklahoma? Like I've looked at meanings for their names and stuff, but nothing's really vibing with me. So I'm just going to leave it. The fact that the wife had red lipstick potentially, or there was something red about her. I mean, you know, I could do the obvious things. Like if I saw red lipstick on someone, I would think that they're a fiery person and that their words are powerful and that they have something fiery to say, which hallelujah, I'll take that. But all of those things kind of feel tertiary to... The, the meat and the core of what this interpretation was to teach me about not to absorb the loss, but to actually let it be fertilizer in my heart. And I've really heeded this since I got that interpretation. And I have been thinking about that. And I have dealt with the pain of the disappointment when it comes up differently. And I have a different posture towards it and a different view on it. And I'm still figuring this out. I don't actually really fully know what it means or how to practically allow it to be fertilizer, except for to not worry myself about it and to not make it my responsibility, but to let the gardener deal with it, the great gardener of our souls. So I hope this was encouraging for you today. I bet your bottom dollar, all of you have got a little pile of eggshells somewhere in there. And I would just maybe challenge you to go to God with that and say, okay, how do I allow this to be fertilizer? How do I not allow this to become a barrier, but to actually be the fertilizer? And I don't know if you have experienced this, but it's almost felt like because there's been this, this... kind of cyclical wounding, I guess, from loss or disappointment, it's almost like it creates scar tissue in these areas where there was hope and where there was promise. And like scar tissue, you kind of start to lose sensation there. And it, it actually causes, well, it feels like it causes a, a almost a distance between faith and hope. And what you've actually experienced. It almost feels harder to access that. And so I think somewhere in my mind, I thought, well, if I can't feel the fullness of the faith for this that I want, then I need to. So this disappointment's got to go in order for me to feel the faith for this. But I I think that God's even just showing us that. It's not even about us feeling the faith all the way. It's okay that the scar tissue's there. He's going to be the one that deals with it. We just focus on him. We just focus on looking at what is important to him and staying connected to him and letting him do the rest. Man, that's a good word, Margot. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Lord, I cover every one of the listeners right now who have experienced disappointment in some form or even radical injustice that don't even know, they just don't even friggin' know how to believe you for things anymore, God. Pray that you would visit them that you would visit them with your spirit, that you would visit them in their night dreams, God, that you would visit them in their daily life, that you would visit them through people and through teachings, that you would move radically in recompense and repayment because that is the kind of God that you are, Lord. And that you would open the eyes of their hearts to see this mountain that feels insurmountable, that you would open the eyes of their heart to see it as Something the enemy meant for evil that you are going to use as a tool to bring so much joy, to bring repayment, to bring fulfillment and bring glory to yourself. This is how you work. God, thank you for even the testimony of Joseph that we talked about a couple episodes back. Even the testimony of Joseph where man and the enemy intended all of that injustice that happened to him for evil, but you turned it around for his good and for the good of all of those people. That is who you are, Lord. And I also just ask for a grace, a grace to believe right where they're at, a grace to open their hands and ask for your promises again, even amidst the disappointments and then not knowing how to process that, that, that you would start to pour out again new promises more promises, remind them of old promises, show them God that no matter what happens to them, nothing can actually stop your word from being fulfilled. That even if everything looks completely backwards and completely wrong and thwarted and delayed and dead, that you are the God who fully fulfills to the letter the promises that you give your people. We don't know how you do it, God, but we know that you do. Teach us how. Teach us how to trust you. Teach us how to walk with you, God. Thank you for these dreams. Thank you for how you're speaking to all of us through our dreams. I ask for even deeper revelation, more and more understanding through dreams. Lord, I ask that that would be released to these listeners now in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, y'all, we're going to end here. I bless you on your journeys. I bless your journey of dreaming and interpretation and just in living in the deep things of God and learning to breathe underwater. As always, please reach out and contact me. Tell me what you're learning. I had such a fun time with those of you who came to the webinar a couple weeks ago, Ah, or that was last week. That was just so much fun to get feedback and see your faces in person. So please just continue to give me feedback. Tell me what you're learning. And until we meet again... Happy dreaming. ¶¶